1: Oh, Somewhere... yeah.
0: Uh you got Central Catholic going up the twin Lakes, uh who looked better this year. They're under new coach Kevin O'Shea. Local fans know that name very well, know what he did at Central Catholic. Now he's going to take on his uh, former team for the first time. Very exciting stuff. Uh we'll talk to coach Prine about uh, that and you know they're missing a couple of key players as well. Are they going to get uh, guys like Mason Meister or you know uh, Hardbe- Alex Hardebeck back? Uh, We'll talk with Coach Brian A about that, see what he has to say. And then Coach Shane Fry, uh, again, another intriguing matchup. They're at home at Gordon Straley this Friday night, taking on Tipcanoe Valley for the first time. Valley is undefeated. uh, Also a 3A opponent. They're in a hellacious sectional that has, like, three or four undefeated teams in it, if you count them. Uh, It also has... Garen in it, and nobody in that sectional is below 500. Right, that one is, that. that's tough. So, great chance for West Lafayette to uh, make some noise against a ranked opponent this week. I don't bet against Shane Fry. That's that's all I know. So we'll talk to him, uh, try to find out a little bit more about Valley. Uh, if you're wondering why all of a sudden that game's in there, especially this week, uh, this is the uh, game that, you know, Lewis Cass uh, took their ball and went home and uh, left the conference rather abruptly. Is it the same one that Valley's going into? If I remember correctly. Eh, Anyway, yeah, uh, so Cass uh, up and left. Valley was in a uh, similar situation. So let's go. That's going to be a great matchup. We'll talk with them about that in a bit. We'll also get you a uh, no-sweat bet for tonight. Uh, for your Thursday night football. But let's start like we always do with Need to Know News. Here's
1: your Need to Know News.
0: Chicago Cubs, what are you doing? Left clinging to that last seed in the playoffs, along with Miami, after a 6-5 loss in extra innings to Atlanta last night. Chicago blew the lead three times. Braves scores twice in the 10th to take the win. James Italian, two runs, six hits, three strikeouts. Tachemann and Hap both homered. Hap had two RBIs. Bellinger two for five. Braves clinched home field through the NLCS with last night's win. Big setback for Chicago. Big problems with four games remaining. Here's how it looks. The Cubs are tied for that last spot with Miami. Little hope either team's moving up to the five spot. Arizona's got two games on both of them. Right? Because they have the exact same record with four games left. So, yeah. I'm I'm not saying it's not impossible. But I don't know how likely. Behind them, the Reds are just a game and a half back. They took a big hit with a 4-3 loss last night in Cleveland. So in order for them to get back in this one, they're basically going to have to sweep St. Louis and get some help. In the event of any tiebreaker involving the Cubs, the Cubs lose. It doesn't matter who. They have to win this outright. That's the big problem for the Cubs right here. If it is a three-way tie or a two-way tie for that sixth seed, they're losing out basically the only tiebreaker they win is if Arizona finds themselves out of the playoffs. That's the only tiebreaker that they would hit. And let's face it, that one doesn't seem wholly possible. Uh, What are they doing right now against uh, the White Sox? They're playing this afternoon against the White Sox again. And it's 2-1 White Sox right now, so maybe we're having a different conversation in a couple of hours. I don't think so, but maybe we're having a different conversation in a couple hours. So, yeah, I, I looked up all of these uh, tiebreakers here, and it was just crazy. Diamondbacks would clinch a playoff berth today. Uh, with a win and a Cub loss, Braves with a win, in case you're wondering if they're just going to take their foot off the gas, Braves would clinch home field advantage uh, throughout the playoffs with a win or an Oriole loss today. Uh, I don't think there's any, you know, there's no magic numbers or stuff like that, but yeah, that's everything right there for you. The crazy part is, um, the most probable outcome, right, is Miami and Chicago having a tie for that sixth spot if one of them doesn't win it outright. If that's the case, you know, Cubs lose that too because the tiebreaker, the head-to-head, is the regular season matchup, which Miami took 4-2. to Miami swept them the first three games in Miami. Then they went to Wrigley, lost the first two. And then in that rubber match... For the season series, that was that game where uh, they had the bulk in the 14th inning. And Miami goes on to win that one. So you're literally, it's going to come down to a game in early May that ended essentially on a bulk. I mean, the Cubs still got back to the plate in the bottom of the inning, but still, what a... What a weird game, and what a weird way to have that come down to the season and, and possibly determine you not being in the playoffs. Just bizarre. Purdue soccer in action tonight, 6 p.m. against Iowa on BTN, free to attend at Folk Field, and bucket hat giveaway tonight. Oh, $2 beer nights. That's right, $2 beer night tonight out at Folk Field. So, again, it's an early start, 6 p.m. on BTN. Raiders may be starting Aiden O'Connell this week against the Chargers. We don't have any confirmation of that. Uh, he'd have to pass up Brian Hoyer technically. And uh, why would you play Brian Hoyer? What do, you, what do you have to lose at this point? You won't win, put Aiden in. Devontae Adams knows. He had this to say at practice yesterday. I think he's opened up a lot of eyes since he's been here coming from Purdue and not being a super highly touted quarterback as far as my knowledge. I don't really pay attention too much to college, but I think he surprised a lot of people for what he's done. And he's shown a lot of poise and some promise for sure, but he's just got to keep doing what he's doing and he'll be well on his way whenever his time comes. Also tonight, 830 NHL Network, ESPN Plus, get your first look. At the number 1 overall pick for the Chicago Blackhawks, Connor Bedard, as uh, they take on the Blues in their very first preseason game. Exciting stuff tonight. I'm pumped for hockey, man. Especially when we do our little bets here with DraftKings. We cleaned up last year on hockey. We were great on hockey. I wish I tracked all of it from the beginning of the season. Because I'll tell you what, I we made a lot. We made a lot. All right, tonight, uh, we're back on our friends with DraftKings. They do offer you a no-sweat bet for you this evening. What I like to do on the no-sweats is it's a full unit, whatever your unit size may be, um, and then that way, if you lose, guess what? You got that for football Friday or Saturday, Sunday, whatever you want to use it for, you're going to use it anyway. Uh, It's a second shot. And I like to get... Not terribly crazy with it, but I get a little bit loose. I play some gut feelings and see how we come out on the other side. Tonight, here's what we're rolling with: a little same game parlay action. And here's what we put together. First, we're gonna go with the under here tonight. Now I bumped this to 49 just to play it a little bit safer because you know I'm getting 15 to one here out of this thing, so. But the unders cash at a 67% rate on night games since the beginning of the 2022 regular season. They're nine for 11, nine out of 11 of these uh, this uh, this season already. So I like the under here. We're also dealing with some very notable offensive line absences on both sides. So, I think that's going to ratchet up the pressure. And we have two QBs who the advanced stat nerds are telling us when they don't have a clean pocket, it's a problem. So, we're on the under tonight. We're on Jordan Love. I have him at 18 and a half rushing yards, we're going over that. Through three games, Love has 14 rushing attempts totaling 74 yards. He's hit over this number twice. The one game he didn't was the Bears game, and he really didn't have to. That number has climbed to almost 20 and a half now. I think you can still get it at 19 and a half some places. Love's also got this matchup against the Lions. Nobody gave up more rushing yards to opposing QBs last season. 700 yards. That was um, 175 yards more than the second closest team. And then thirdly, we're going to put this down right here. Aaron Jones, anytime, touchdown score. He has two games in his career with three or more touchdowns against the Lions and two games last season odds for an anytime touchdown score for him, 160 and 130, minus 160, minus 130. You're getting them at minus 140. Sorry, plus 140. I'm out of my mind here. I'm losing it. Uh, It's plus 140 today. Anytime touchdown score on Aaron Jones. For a guy that has just historically dominated the Lions... I'll ride that. That's enough risk for me. That gets me to fifteen to one. I play the one unit there and uh, you are good to go for tonight on the no sweat bet. make sure you opt in and, and you use that token uh tonight. Very important that you use the token. So there you go. 15 to one. Not bad. Look, I I think out of all that, the one I really like is the Jordan Love rushing because I think he's going to have to get outside. I think the the pressure's going to come, and he's going to be forced to step up and kind of go a few times. So I think the rushes might be there for him. I don't hate the Aaron Jones anytime touchdown score straight up. My thing is, if I'm going to play it for one, I, I went ahead and put a little flyer on two touchdowns. He's got a history. Weird thing is, um, he has not scored a touchdown in the last two games that he has played in. But the you go back to 2021, at home against Detroit, 67 rushing yards on 17 attempts, one rushing touchdown, and three receiving touchdowns. So, I mean, he's a threat to do both. And he's well-rested. He's coming off a little hamstring injury for the last two weeks. I think he does better at Lambeau than he does anywhere. I think all seven of the touchdowns that he has in nine career games. Never mind. I'm I'm talking crazy. I thought maybe this was a thing where like he only scores at home. Oh, no, He, he has. They're all at home. All the scores are at home. Yeah, I'm on Aaron Jones tonight. I'll take that. I don't want to touch the yards. I AJ mean, Dillon's there to eat some stuff up, but he has not been good at the specifically at the goal line. Jordan Love might be a good play at the goal line for you as well for an anytime touchdown score. I'm just spitballing at this point, but yes, I I, I don't think that's a terrible play for you. Uh, because what am I getting? I'm getting Jordan Love plus three seventy anytime? I'd like it to be a little bit higher than that, maybe not. So there you go. That's the uh, that's the play tonight. Put that one together. We're on the under. We're on Jordan Love over uh, 18 and a half rushing yards. We're on Aaron Jones uh, anytime touchdown score. Oh, and it took and Sam Laporta over four and a half uh, receive uh, four and a half uh, receptions. I just think Goff's going to end up having to get it out pretty quickly. Packers are pretty good at pressure, so I think Laporta is going to get targeted a bunch tonight. We're going to take a break when we come back. Uh, I do have Coach Brian Nay, Central Catholic Knights next. Shane Fry from West Side also coming up here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer. Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7 TheHammer.com. I am Jared Jessalatis. All right, uh, we're going to go over to the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. We're going to bring in Coach Brian Day of the Central Catholic Knights. Another good offensive performance out of them on the road at Rensselaer, 42-19 to uh, that final. It's the second straight week. They have put up 40-plus points. Coach, congratulations uh, on another win, but uh, I tell you what, another good offensive performance out of you guys. We talked about the struggle between you know week two and uh, uh, week four, where you guys just could not seemingly get the ball in the end zone enough. But the last two weeks, it seems like things are starting to click again. Uh, what do you attribute that
1: to? Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like the first half, of the offense played exactly how it should. Um, you know, based on our philosophy, and and we were able to really get into our tempo. We were able to. We we're a, able to establish a rhythm uh and then that allows us to get in our tempo. And then, you know, when we're in a rhythm and able to play at the, at the rate that we want to play uh, the terms of that tempo, we feel like we can be pretty, pretty good. And, and we can be pretty overwhelming as an offense. And I felt like you saw that in the first half and, and uh, you know, it's definitely something to build on and, and some, some momentum to build on. And, and we're really looking forward to seeing what, uh what the boys can do on Friday night.
0: Yeah, and a great matchup with uh, a Twin Lakes team that comes in four and two. Um, under a uh, new head coach, too, some upstart named Kevin O'Shea uh, has got them going in the right direction. Look, I mean, that's the obvious storyline uh, uh, to this game. But, I, I mean, after that, it comes down to these players, right? I mean, uh, first and foremost, um, I-, I don't think there's any uh, – I-, I don't know – I it's hard to escape that narrative a little bit, there, Coach. But at the same time, I don't know how much it really plays into what's going to happen in this game outside of Twin Lakes is going to be better than they have in the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know, I, I think I think the world of Coach O'Shea. He was very instrumental in, uh, you know, myself and moving myself, and my family up here. You know, he was he was very gracious with his time when we were going through that interview process and and I was trying to do my due diligence and, and really get, uh, you know, uh, as comprehensive of a look at Lafayette central Catholic as, as, as I could before making that decision. And like I said, he was more than gracious with his time. He's very, uh, uh, very supportive. Uh, he's a Franklin college guy. I'm a Franklin college guy. We have, you know, we have, we have ties, you know, we have, we have ties going back to where we even, you know, where we even played ourselves. Um, but at the same point in time, we've got we've still got too many cat turds in our sandbox to look at anybody else's sandbox. So we've got a lot to you know we've literally got a lot to clean up. Uh, and it is it's it is 100 Jimmy's and Joe's. It's it's the it's the players of LCC playing against the players of, of Twin Lakes, and you know obviously coaching coaching is a big part of it, and, and the preparation is a big part of it. But at the end of the day, when the lights go on. None of those coaches none of none of the coaches can go out on the field and 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 do anything for for our guys so so yeah um we're still very much uh we're still very much focused on like i said our own sandbox and 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 making sure that we we get that in order you know as much as humanly possible before week ten
0: uh you know we, we talked Jimmy's and Joe's here uh, you, you know you're missing a big time Jimmy and a big time Joe here over the last several weeks and Mason Meister and Alex Hardebeck uh how are their returns going uh, how have they been progressing and do you hope to see them back uh, sooner rather than later
1: yeah they're holding mason for at least for at least another week he he got a checkup uh monday uh, it's just not quite where they want it to be but he he is able he is returned to, to practice um he's just we just have to watch the contact with him um and then alex hardback will be he's good to go he's going to be he's going to be with us on friday and, and we're very 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 excited to get him back uh at wide receiver and defensive back for us,
0: uh, I would, yeah, <laughs> that's a guy to get uh, get back. So good news on that front. That's uh, what we like to hear. When you take a look at Twin Lakes here, you know, especially when you change from you know Coach Sailor over to Coach O'Shea here, what have been the differences you noticed on tape about them versus last year to this year?
1: Well, I'm going to tell you what. Last year they were extremely young. You know, what I mean, I coach Coach Sailor. I think a lot of Coach Sailor. I think he, he, you know, he he got that job at. A, at He got that job, his first year of that job was, was COVID. So, I mean, that's just not a very, that's not a normal, um, way to kick off your, you know, your tenure at a, at a certain place. And I, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, schematically they were, what they did offensively and defensively was, was good stuff, at least in our point of view. Uh, I think, um, you know, I I think Coach O'Shea's been able to to come in there. Obviously he commands, he commands respect. You know, all you got to do is slap the resume. You know, on the table and, and, you know, he's, he's, he's well, he's still very well known around this area. And I think, uh, you know, I think you're able to see a little bit of a, a little bit of a jolt, you know, just by, by him coming in and, and, and being able to, to, to get those, get those kids in that community excited about football. Uh, and I think you're seeing, starting to see the results. I mean, he's, I think he was here for 10 years and lost nine games in 10 years. Man, I, that's, that's, that's pretty incredible. Um, so he he obviously has done it at a high level for for quite a quite some time and and uh i think you're 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 seeing the results of that and i think uh you know you give him enough time you give him enough time up there they're he's really gonna he's really gonna develop them into into quite a wagon you know uh
0: who are some of the players specifically that the uh, Indians have here that uh are gonna give you some problems you think here on friday night
1: um you know Players, you know, in in particular, we, uh, you know, we feel, we feel like their quarterback has a, has a pretty good, pretty good, uh, beat on what they're trying to do offensively. He seems to be, he seems to be improving every single week. Um, they got a DB number three that, that, that we feel like is probably their, their best defensive back and probably one of their better athletes on, on the squad. But, you know, overall, like, you can, you can tell that, you can tell that they're playing together. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's one or two, two or three kids. It's, uh, you know, that they, they play, they play defensive football very well together. Uh, they, they're all on the same page. You can tell in their pre snap communication, you know, just on the film by just picking up the little things like that. They're, they're, they're on the same page. Uh, offensively, they, they've shown the ability to, to, to move the ball. They've shown the ability to, to, to run the ball. Obviously, the, the Kevin likes to throw it around and, and you can tell and, and, and schematically everything, you know, everything is, uh, you know, very well coached up, and, and the kids seem to have an understanding. And like I said, they, they play they play well together. They don't make they don't make a lot of mistakes on the special teams. Um So you know you have to you have to go up there, and you, it's a team that you have to go and beat. I don't think they're going to beat themselves. Uh, you got to uh, defensively, obviously. Uh, you know we need to we need to get them off the field as as soon as possible. Not not allow them to catch a rhythm and, and establish you know drives that, that that allow them to have confidence. And then offensively, obviously, we've got to. We've got to let uh, we got to let explosive plays organically happen within what we do because that's what I mean that's what we did last week in the first in the first half and it, it, it works well when you know when we just when we take what we're given those explosive plays happen organically when we start to force things down the field and we start to we start to force plays that that's when that's when we that's when we turn the ball over that's when we go three and out that's when we are unable to establish a rhythm and you know you can't score if you're going three and out you know when you're calling for punt team. You know, every every fourth play, it's, it's not going to work out for you. So No. So, yeah. yeah, back to your original question. It's not really – I mean, I, you can just tell uh, collectively they're, they're, all, they're all playing for each other, playing together um, much better than they have in years past.
0: Coach Brian Nay again, with a, another tough one for the Central Catholic Knights, taking on Twin Lakes. Uh, that'll be a dandy of a matchup as uh, we come to a close in the regular season here over the next couple of weeks. But the uh, night seemed to be trending in the right direction. Coach, always a pleasure talking ball with you. Best of luck on the road on Friday night.
1: Thanks, Jared. Appreciate it.
0: Welcome back. It is the Hammerdown Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. We're over to the Blue Fox heating and cooling Hammerhead Hotline. And uh, we are going to bring in Coach Shane Fry, Westside Red Devils, third-ranked team, in 3A, coming off another win, a Saturday win at Benton Central, 49 to 14, they will face a uh, an interesting Tippecanoe Valley team here this week. First off, Coach, congratulations! Hey, another win. Uh, you know, it's it's a little different playing on a Saturday. I think we, we always talk about how uh, young men of that age appreciate routine and consistency. And anytime you get out of that routine and consistency. Uh it's always a little bit of a concern but uh it seeming seems like you know just playing on Saturday they still took care of business and everything went smoothly for you guys.
2: Yeah our our guys did a tremendous job. Um they didn't let the you know the different week affect them at all. Um they came out with all kinds of energy on Saturday and uh you know whatever whatever it was uh it worked out and and our guys played really well.
0: Did you guys did you go ahead and practice on Friday night? Did you guys do how how did you approach Friday with no game?
2: uh we we just pushed everything back a day so we had our uh walk through after school on friday because you know 90 percent of our team was at the purdue wisconsin game so we just went in for for like an hour and got them out of there so they could get to the game
0: well, everybody wants to see Caleb Kroc over kick field goals. I get that; uh, he's a very big draw for them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, shout out to him, and shout out to—I I don't want to forget Yanni over there too. But a, a proud and, West Side tradition on that field, and uh,
2: Mo, yeah, and Kyle, Kyle Adams. Adams, yeah.
0: <laughs> they, oh man, I, I almost forgot about you know Kyle grew that mustache, and here I forgot that he went to West Side after yeah, that mustache. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, congratulations to all those guys. Uh, but yeah, you guys uh, go out, get the win at Benton Central Day, come back here. Back at home for these uh, last two two big games, really. I mean, we'll get into Twin Lakes next week. But uh, taking on Tippecanoe Valley, which, as best I can tell, I don't think you guys have ever played them. If you have, it's it's been quite some time. A uh, Valley team, too, that is uh, 6-0. They're kind of rolling here. Uh, This is is interesting because they're having success. It's a newer opponent for you guys. Uh, That's always fun uh, to kind of get out of that normal kind of schedule that you normally have here to uh, face somebody new, get you prepared for sectionals, uh, but what are you seeing with this Tippie Valley team? Tell me a little bit about them.
2: Yeah, they're really good. Um, we kind of lucked out with uh, being able to schedule them because Lewis Cass dropped out of our conference and left everybody with a hole, and our hole was week seven, and, and that's not a very common uh, spot that teams usually have open games, and so we were lucky that, that Tippy Valley was in the same boat, and uh, they agreed to come to our place, and um, it's going to be a, a good matchup. They're a well-coached team. Um, they've got a ton of seniors. I, uh, you, know, you look at their depth chart, and I think maybe there's one, maybe one or two juniors that start, and the rest are seniors. So they're they're an experienced team, uh, big and strong kids uh, that have won a lot of football games. So um, we'll have our hands full for sure.
0: Uh what is it specifically or who specifically do you really have to key in on this week uh were there some what what are some of their strengths that they bring to the table when you game plan for them?
2: They're very multiple on offense um they give you about every look that you can imagine um, Their running back number four uh Parker is a stud really fast um he's already has over a thousand yards rushing and probably about four hundred yards receiving. Um, you know, obviously we have got to keep our eye on him, and, and they're good up front on both sides of the ball. Um, their defense has got a a safety that's uh, already committed to play football at Taylor. Um, and really good linebackers, so they're uh they're a solid football team, and um, we need to be ready to play.
0: What do you still need to see out of your team here last three weeks of the regular season? You know, uh, uh, still a chance here. You'll probably play for that Hoosier. Uh, conference uh, crossover title as well as uh, long as you i believe is i don't even know if the twin lakes game still applies for it but i you you you're gonna play in it um so what do you need to see out of these last three weeks before you hit sectionals out
2: of your team still uh we we just need to be consistent um i think i when we were talking to kind of compare my uh old basketball days it's uh our offense is sort of like this the streaky shooter um you know he might miss ten in a row but then he might hit ten in a row so we need to be more consistent um and just you know keep dialing it in because uh, we've had a couple games where we just really are sluggish um, on offense uh, but recently we have we've kind of found that groove so we need to keep it going um, defensively I think those guys have been playing great um you know we've we've had a pretty steady lineup there on defense uh our secondary. Um, we got some guys now playing on both sides of the ball, um, so they'll need to hold up. But, uh, you know, w- we feel good about both our offense and defense, and, and special teams is coming along also.
0: Well, you know, a couple of those uh, two way players, I really, especially, I- I'm assuming Benny is one of those guys. Benny Speakers just, I-, I feel like he's just one of your best athletes. I, I know I talk about him a bunch on this uh, program. I'm-, I'm such a fan of what he's able to do uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, he- he's-, he's one of those key players for you guys, I think, going down the stretch here
2: yeah he's got to play on both sides of the ball he he's also on special teams um, he's our long snapper uh he does about everything um and it's funny because you know we can kind of tell he's tired and and we need to get him a break and we go to give him a break and his answer is always i'm fine, I don't need a break I'm fine so uh he you know he tries his best to never come off the field, but we know we got to get him off the field a little bit.
0: Yeah, nobody's uh, Iron Man like that, but uh, you love to fight in kids like that, and you can do a lot and win a lot Absolutely. of games with kids like that, that's for sure. Coach Shane Fry, they got a great matchup against a uh, Tippecanoe Valley team that is undefeated and in a sectional. By the way, they're in the sectional. They got four undefeated teams in sectional 28, including Chittard, Hamilton Heights, Peru's undefeated, Garen's also in that one at 4 and 2. McConaughey was 4 and 2. Nobody's below 500 in that sectional. Uh, you remember those days when you were in sectionals like that, right, with uh, Chetard and Burbuff and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, much... it,
2: se- it seems <laughs> like no matter what, that's how it pans out. There's a couple sectionals that are unbelievable, and then a couple sectionals that that don't have many good teams. It always works out like that.
0: Yeah, but you, you you much rather not be in the in sectional 28 and be in the one greener pastures these days, right? For sure, <laughs> it's a little bit easier when you don't have three of the top five teams in the same sectional. It's a little bit easier. To, uh, to advance. Coach Shane Fry Westside Red Devils again. Uh, they're hosting uh, Tippecanoe Valley. That's going to be a great matchup over there on the West Side. Make sure you check that out at uh, 7 p.m. with that kickoff. Coach, best of luck. Stay healthy out there and uh, go out and get yourself a win on Friday night.
2: Thanks. Appreciate it.
0: Big thanks to both coaches there. Friday night we'll be over at Schumann Stadium and it'll be a matchup between uh, the Broncos and the Mavericks. So, uh, very much excited for that one tomorrow night with Jeff Julik on the call as well. And uh, we'll bring you action there. Uh, I mean, this is uh, this is good stuff. I mean, there have been years where, uh, you know, both those programs really struggled. But now, doing great. You'll love to see it. It'll be a good one. 6.30 30 the pregame, or 7 o'clock with the kickoff. All right, let's get into some of the things that we may have missed. Um, If you have not had a second yet to check out the Tiller Chiller. You got to see this thing. What is the Tiller Chiller? Well, they're doing the Tiller Tunnel Dedication this Saturday. And uh, they brought back the massive 64-ounce mug. It's branded with Tiller. It's got him on there. It's it's a thing of beauty. It's, she's a beaut, Clark. Produce says that a limited quantity of the Souvenir 64-ounce mugs will be available at ross Aid Stadium concessions on Saturday. So make sure you get yours while they last. That's pretty awesome. It's 64 ounces. I have no idea. The old one was 48 ounces, by the way, if you're old enough to remember the original Tiller Chiller. They don't have a price on it. Uh, I'm assuming you get them at all stands. I don't know. It looks pretty sweet, though. Good job. Hey, good job on these things. Purdue Athletics. I love them. By the time I get to the game, they'll all be sold out before halftime easily. I may spend the first, like, half hour just going back and forth trying to find one of these things. I hope they got a ton of them because I really want one. I really, really want one. They're so cool. Um, look, I'm, I'm, I'll get into this other thing in a minute. Uh, I'm excited for Chicago tonight. Chicago Blackhawk fans, you get to watch your uh, number one pick, quite possibly a future face of the NHL. Get out there and hit the ice for the very first time. As Lord knows, you guys are struggling here up there, Chicago fans. The Bears look horrendous. The Cubs may choke their way out of the playoffs. The White Sox still reside on the south side. Time to be a hockey town. Embrace it. Your first chance to take a look at this young man. I like what Chicago is doing by not having a captain this year and hoping that he'll take the the C next year. You just can't put it on a uh, you can't put it on a on a rookie. I get it, and I know they drummed up this little excuse about well, it's you know Jonathan was such a big part and we want to do this. To, you know da-da-da-da. that's just the excuse to not put it on anybody and then have to take it off. Because that's what they don't want to do. They don't want to give it to somebody for a year and then take it off. But uh, this is your first chance to take a look at the Blackhawks. I did not see what their over-under look like on the season. But I'm almost guaranteeing you that you could probably get away with uh, buying low on expectations. I think they'll be okay. It's early. They brought in enough good veterans and stuff like that. Nobody that's going to make them unstoppable. I mean, it's not like they're going to run like three, four good lines deep. But I think the top two lines will be all right. You can actually take uh, odds in this game. Blackhawks are minus 162. I'll say this: uh, I am a little bit of a degenerate, but I am not going to mess with that game at all. If you want to take their first game, by the way, they play the Penguins. They're plus one ninety right now. Uh, if you want to get, uh, if you want to get crazy, go ahead. You actually bet Connor better uh, to score his first goal in that first game, plus one ninety five. I don't think that's too bad. I'm not seeing team futures. See, I can get them to win. But I need win totals. Where'd they stash the win totals these days? Ugh, I hate it when it's this hard to find these things. Absolutely hate it. But I'd think about the over. Finally, uh, all-time great Jagoff, Kurt Schilling. Look, his political leanings aside, he's kind of been. Uh, I shouldn't say kind of. He's been a jerk for a while. And his latest uh, jerkness might be the worst. This might be his masterpiece. During his, he's on Outkick, the Kurt Schilling baseball show. And uh, in his latest episode today, he revealed that former Boston Red Sox pitcher. Current NESN analyst, been around the league a long time, Tim Wakefield, is battling a serious form of brain cancer. Quote, this is not a message that Tim has shared, and I don't even know if he wants it shared. But as a Christian and a man of faith, I have seen prayer work, so I'm going to talk about it. Recently, Tim was diagnosed with a very serious, very aggressive form of brain cancer. I'm sorry, what? You literally spelled it out in the beginning. I don't think he wants to share. It's not something that's out there, but I'm going to go ahead and share it anyway because I believe I'll have an impact with it. What a move. What an arrogant move to do something like this to uh, a former teammate. And that's, that is his, that's on him to make the decision. Not you. If he wants to talk about it, he'll talk about it. Red Sox even had to release a statement thanks to this idiot. We're aware of statements and inquiries about the health of uh, Tim and Stacy Wakefield. Unfortunately, this information has been shared publicly without their permission. Their health is a deeply personal Matter they intended to keep private as they navigate treatment and work to tackle his disease. They are appreciative of the support and love always been extended them and respectfully ask for privacy at this time. I mean, just from one human being to another, that's just, that's so terrible. That's so terrible. All right, I need to end this on a slightly more positive note. I did laugh at this report that Penn State was practicing this week with no music to get ready for their Northwestern trip. Franklin said they have to be honest about the atmosphere. <laughs> he asked if they're internally or externally motivated the team. So, yeah, you, you know how hey, you're going into Arrowhead. They, they play a lot of loud music. You work on the snap count, stuff like that. Yeah, it's such a black hole of misery at Northwestern home games that they tried to take away all of the noise <laughs> to prepare them mentally for this. That's that's so sad. This is the Big Ten. This is what we're dealing with? Oh, gosh. And they're getting that whole new stadium and stuff, too, remember? I know they put that on pause due to the investigations and all that stuff, but I don't think I've ever heard of a team having to practice. That's like if you were going out to play Penn State Like if Purdue is going out to play Penn State on a Wednesday in basketball and them just making sure there was nothing else going on in the open gym except for the sound of one basketball. And the guys chirping at each other, and that's it. That is so sad, man. So sad. That's going to do it for us here on the Hammer Down Show tomorrow. Sam King will be our guest. He'll get us ready for some high school football. We'll touch on a little bit of Purdue as well. And we'll get you ready for that matchup for the cannon tomorrow. So you don't want to miss out on that. Big thank you to Coach Shane Fry, Brian Nay. Uh, we will get those uh, interviews up along with the full show at uh, 1017thehammer.com, the 1017 the hammer mobile app, Apple and Google Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Make sure you give us the follow and you don't miss out. I'll see you back here tomorrow at 3 on...